Hey, it's John. You want to look and feel your very best? Visit the team at Cool Contours. They are the number one cool sculpting provider in Virginia. Their award-winning team of certified cool sculpting elite and cool tone specialists work with you to create a fully customized treatment plan to achieve your dream body. Learn more at cool-contours.com. That's cool-contours.com. As ranked by Algen in June 2021, cool sculpting leads FDA clear to visible fat bulges in nine areas of the body. Some common side effects include temporary numbness, discomfort, and swelling. Whatever you're funny, Peacock's got it exclusively. Stream classic sitcoms like The Office, Parks and Recreation, and Two and a Half Men. Plus, catch Peacock original comedies like AP Bio and Stay by the Bell. For all your exclusive comedy faves, go to PeacockTV.com and get started. It's still real to me, damn it! Welcome to this week's edition of the Still Real Tush Show, episode number 619 for December 23rd, 2021. This is our Christmas wishes, and we look at, listen back to our bold predictions from this earlier this year edition of SRTU. I'm one half of the show. I am Jeff Peck, joined every single week by my co-host, the one only Dr. Trey Franklin. Dr. Trey, Merry Christmas, my friend. And a Merry Christmas to you and your family, and... Man, this is the show that I usually drink for, and uh, I'm doing this one sober, Jeff. No, no, nothing, nothing to ease the pain of listening to uh, how awful we were this year on, on our bold predictions. Is it strange that we, uh, you know, is this two old guys now? But is it strange that we're talking about our, uh, we're actually into the holiday programming schedule now? Like how quick this year goes? It is weird because I mean, you go back a year ago when we went through 2020, and we were like, man, this year kind of drug on and. It was a weird year. Then this year, we were looking forward to 2021, and it's like it just flew past us. Yeah, like it was crazy how fast this year went by. Yeah, is it a successful one? Like I know we have a lot of time now to really talk about this. We got the award show next week, but like I, I guess I find it to be a success because the crowds are back. But do we find it to be a successful one because ROH just ended recently? NXT has changed from black and gold to uh, very colorful. Like, was it successful? Um. I would say it was a. Uh, it's tough, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of more like like, like experimental year because the show, you know, the companies are trying different things, and some worked and some didn't. Uh, this was basically almost a year of survival, I guess. Yeah, it is like a year of survival. It's it's strange because I felt like it was like a really good year, and, and I just really chalk it up to the fans being back in the stands and that vibe and that energy back in there. But then when I was like looking back from you know about weeks ten days ago, and ROH is is shutting down for until like a major hiatus until April twenty twenty two, and there's discussions that may never come back or may never be the way it was. I'm like, this is this is disappointing. And you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about on NXT Takeover uh, or excuse me NXT War Games. There's one of the reasons why it's disappointing. It's no longer takeovers. You know, black and gold. We loved NXT, and that's now changed, and it's. It has its bright spots, but it's like, man, I really liked what they were doing beforehand. Like, why do we have to change this? So, I don't know. It, it's it had its ups and ups and downs. I would say, Doctor Trey, maybe it was a transitional year more than anything. Ultimately, yeah. But then also at times when you talk about like you know guys like us not liking a whole lot of change, I kind of feel like the uh, the two old guys in the Muppets sitting in the upper section True. just blasting everything and like all right i'll, I'll try to adapt and, and move forward but at the same time you know we like what we like and when it kind of changes and goes away it kind of throws everything off we're two days away from christmas a couple weeks back you said you don't like this time of the year we're getting close to christmas have you found the christmas spirit at all 
I mean, it's there. I have a Christmas tree up. So. Okay, right, right on. Having having a little guy running around the house helps. Having a teenager running around the house helps, and you know, having a wife is very festive helps. But uh, yeah, it, it's weird because you know, still can't travel as freely as you want to. Still having to do everything else we did during the pandemic era. You know, it, it's it's Christmas with limits. I guess is the way to put it. I like how you put it. It's my favorite time of the year. It's uh, it, it's just before because you know you're down south. I'm in the north. Uh, to me, I can take the winter months from like now until next week after New Year's. From New Year's to like May first, I'm I'm done. Like with anything winter, like I don't want any more. I don't want snow. I hate the cold. Like I guess I should be a snowbird and just leave in January and retire from my job at 35 years old. Well, I mean, don't you typically try to run down to Florida at some point as well? I mean, that's the I, I do, and, it, and it's typically like later on, like in April, May time. But uh, it's it's starting to get warm around then when I leave. So I just curmudgeonly sit here and 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 complain when it's so cold outside. Well, you haven't had to go back to your. Have you ever had? Have you had to go back to your office since I'm, the pandemic hit? No, I have not. I've I've not had to travel back into my office, so that helps. So, yeah, I mean, at that point, you almost could just work remotely from anywhere in the country, Jeff. Hmm. If only other people in my house could. And I'm talking about my dog. <laughs> talking about my dog, not my girlfriend. So uh, Christmas wishes, professional wrestling in 2022. Listen back to our bold predictions from the first show of the year. That is on top, on tap here for this week's edition of SRTU. We're kicking it off here on the holiday programming schedule. Um, Dr. Trey, I'll, cu- I'll kick it off here for my Christmas wishes. This is the first time we've ever done this scenario yeah, of, no. of, of it. Usually we have like TLC to recap and review, but WWE changed the pay-per-view schedule around. We actually have to preview and predict a, a pay-per-view during our award show, which we've never had it done. Um, so thank you, Nick Khan. We, we greatly appreciate that. Uh, so my first one, my, Chris, my first Chris, Christmas wish uh, to Santa Claus is that I hope that NXT 2.0 finds that black and gold energy and atmosphere. Uh, talked about it a couple weeks ago when we recapped and reviewed War Games. It, there's nothing better to me than that black and gold atmosphere and energy that was part of NXT. To me, it's the closest thing that we've had from ECW in recent memory. Uh, it also, for my opinion, helped launch AEW to the type of style and atmosphere that it is. Like that, that showed that a niche wrestling product uh, promotion could be successful on the mainstream. And NXT was selling out Barclays Center and was one of the hottest running promotions, period, uh, up until the pandemic. And now with all the changes with 2.0, I just hope they can find that energy and atmosphere, Dr. Troy, because I miss it immensely. That's that's a really good wish because actually my – and I was going to piggyback because my actual first Christmas wish was that people like me, the old buddy-duddies, the old you know, whatever, the curmudgeons, whatever – gives NXT 2.0 a realistic chance. And basically, just piggyback what you said, Black and Gold was so good and such a big part of everything that we love about professional wrestling that when you look at this new NXT 2.0 and you look at the roster and you're like, man, these guys are actually, they, they're really talented. They have a lot of athletic ability and and. They have, you know, they're giving him a chance because everybody has a gimmick. Everybody has a character. It's not just, you know, the super indie guys that we've watched for 15 years finally get their shot. This is kind of the old school WWE model from, you know, the 80s and 90s where, hey, this guy's talented. Let's give him a character and let's see if that can translate to the audience. Uh, so I'm just hoping and praying and Sansa, if you're listening that people like me, people like Jeff, can actually look at this and go, "Hey, I'm going to give this a fair chance. I'm going to give this a, a, you know, fresh look, and hopefully, this new uh, iteration can translate and hook me like NXT Black and Gold, and we're not just sitting here longing for the days of Black and Gold gone by." See, I like that that wish that you had there because you've you've flat out said just before heading into War Games, you don't watch 2.0 at all. Yeah, I've had a hard time because, it, like, it, like I said, like it, it's not the NXT I love, um, and I, I've sat there and, and after War Games, and I'm like, man, you know, I really, I really should give this a fair shot because I mean, if you look at it, you know, you got Von Wagner, who's the son of a wrestler that I used to watch all the time. You got Broad Breaker, 
son of a wrestler I used to love. You got yeah, John, uh, uh, Ben Buchanan, the son of Paul Buchanan, who's I can't remember his name, is taken with Briggs. Um, but these are all guys that like love wrestling. They grew up in they grew up in and around the business, and I should probably give these guys a fair chance to impress me instead of just you know passing it off and going oh it's. It's kind of like when they, you know, when somebody relaunches uh, or reimagines a movie that I used to love, and I just go, "Yeah, I'm not watching it." It's, I don't want, I don't want to see uh, Will Smith's kid in Karate Kid. I want Daniel Larusso. You know, I, I, I should probably give this a fair chance and see if it actually works. And then if I give it a fair chance and it doesn't work, then then I'm not missing out and I'm not feeling guilty at the end of the day. 2.0 reminds me a lot of uh, 2014. NXT when it first launched on the WWE Network. It has a little bit of mixture of some indie darlings, the Cesaros, the Sami Zayn's, the Pox of the world. And then it has some homegrown talent that WWE developed. Bo Dallas, Aiden uh, English. It's it's folks that have have come up through NXT. Uh, the Revival, right? They're, that's a great example. I really didn't know who The Revival and FTR were until... I started watching NXT. This wasn't some tag team like the Briscoes that was tearing it up on the indie scenes and then made it its way over to to WWE. Um, these were homegrown talents. American Alpha, Chad Gable, Jason Jordan, they were developed in WWE. And, you, and you're like, when I watch 2.0, it has that early NXT vibe. And before they started adding and sprinkling in the Finn Balors, the Shinsuke's, the Samoa Joe's, the Adam Cole's, the Kyle O'Reilly's, the Bobby Fish's, the Roderick Strong's, the Austin Aries, the guys that you know cut their teeth on the indies, and it kind of became more of, a, of an indie darling place, the Johnny Gargano's, Tommaso Ciampa's uh, of the world, instead of having a good balance of homegrown talent. And maybe that's the one thing that was missing towards black and gold towards the end, was that it didn't have that homegrown talent, and it was kind of a reboot of, a, of an ROH or like indie all-stars that, that lost its luster. Like there's, there's a ton of potential in NXT 2.0. Braun Breaker, I think, could be a massive breakout star in 2022. Carmelo Hayes, another massive potential breakout star in 2022. Uh, I like the Creed Brothers for Diamond Mine. Like they're fun to watch. Imperium is, you know, they're fun to watch. Like they were big over in, in, this, in the European markets, but not really known here in the U.S. So it, it, it definitely has that potential to find that black and gold energy. It's just a matter of, I think, to – it's funny because mine is I want to find that black and gold energy and atmosphere. And Dr. Trace ties right into it, like you said, where well, we need to give it a realistic chance heading into 2022. So funny how both of our first Christmas wishes involves that NXT love. Um, my second uh, – my second Christmas wish, and I laugh because I've been saying this forever, is uh, Dear Santa, I would really, really like if WWE Raw moved back to two hours. Um, I think Dynamite has found its success with two hours. SmackDown has found its success with two hours. NXT 2.0 is successful with two, point, two hours. Uh, Raw at three hours. Like, that's really pushing it. And it's it drags on at times, and there's times where the three hours fly right by, and, and kind of lately it, it's flown right by a little bit. Like They've done a good job of building some people up on Raw, but I think two hours is your cap, Dr. Trey. I think with uh, ADD and attentions uh, in general from humans, like two hours is the cap. I think three hours is really pushing it. So please, oh, please, Santa, please get Raw to be back to two hours. Uh, I, I, I have a, I, I can't really argue with that one. I can't really say Santa and just ignore Jeff right there because, you know, there are times, like you said, there are times that at three hours, you're just like, man, this is just dragging on. But when it's good, it flies right by. You know, the, the other shows you mentioned that all run two hours, you know, they're typically pretty good. But for the but then there are times where you're like, man, you know, that two hours went by and I didn't see this person. I didn't see this person, you know, or it feels rushed. And we're not giving enough time uh, to certain people to grow, uh, but yeah, three hours on on Raw when it's bad, yeah, I, I'm wishing for the days of the Westminster Dog Show to pop up and, and preempt it. So uh, I, I can't I can't fault that wish, Jeff. I, I, I completely understand that one. All right, Doctor Trey, what is your next Christmas wish? Uh, my next Christmas wish is uh, I want I, I miss Bray Wyatt, Santa. I want Bray Wyatt uh, back in pro wrestling. With all his creative energy, uh, to kind of light the wrestling world back on fire, uh, 
if you go back and look at the right before the pandemic era, the fiend was the most uh, captivating character that had come across wrestling in quite some time. And if you go back even into the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt's character, then uh, the creepy, almost Florida Robert De Niro and Kate fear type character was just as captivating and mesmerizing as well. So he had a really good run creatively for about five years, five, six years uh, between NXT and WWE uh, being on the screen and grabbing that audience's attention. And uh, outside of being in WWE now, uh, he can reinvent himself and once again, captivate these eyes. It's kind of like, I, I kind of want to see what he can do without the restrictor plates on him. Um, and it's either going to be fantastic and, and wonderful, or he could be the Vince Russo of, of, of wrestling and go completely off the rails and, and almost into a car crash. So I just want to see, uh, Wyndham Rotunda, aka Bray Wyatt, back in the wrestling business and seeing what his mind can come up with next and hopefully kind of uh, pull wrestling out of the doldrums at times. Uh, I mean, how could you disagree with that? Like, we all miss Bray Wyatt. We miss everything that he brings to the professional wrestling scene. And um, we just we miss that creative energy. Like you were saying, Dr. Trey, he is severely missed. Um, I'm surprised how long he's been off television right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, I am too. There's part of me that kept thinking, oh, you know, the Halloween season would have been great for him to return if he's doing some kind of fiend-like character. But then again, I mean, he's branching out into into movies and, and getting into other other avenues. And it, it makes me worried that he might find happiness elsewhere and, and we miss out. It's selfish, I know, but that's what Christmas wishes are. It's all about selfishness. It's, it's all, I want my Red Rider BB gun. Um, but it is a shame that he's not out there uh, you know, sprinkling his uh, magic dust uh, around the Christmas season. Is it weird that the last time we saw him was WrestleMania 37? It is weird because if you go back to think about that, it's like we never got a payoff. Like we never understood what the whole Alexa Bliss thing was. It's just a storyline that kind of ended and just went away. And then we're just like, oh, yeah. Like I, I, I try to forget that, that was the last appearance because that match was pretty cool. And that was coming on the heels of them setting him on fire. Which I never thought I would ever say about a pro wrestling show that they set a man on fire. Like it had the makings of being one of the best feuds of the year uh, because of the storyline, like the length of it, and it just ended in awful WWE fashion by not delivering on all the promises. Like, why would I even bother to follow this? And I've always said that type of stuff. Like, why do I follow this when when WWE can't properly deliver with their storylines? Yeah, not to mention I still have a fiend on the scene uh, hanging up for Christmas as well. So you It's know, part it's, of your Christmas scene? Yeah, like we actually have that little fiend. You know, they had the elf on the shelf. They actually did a fiend on the scene. So I actually have one up in my house right now. Wait, wait, who did that? WWE? WWE did. Yeah, there was like this little fiend Christmas character that came out last year. And uh, if you remember, like like you know, a year ago, uh, Sammy loved Bray Wyatt. Every time the Firefly Funhouse would come on, Sammy would stop what he was doing and run to the TV to watch. So we actually have one up above our Christmas stockings. I mean, it's not, it's a, it, it, it has his arms, kind of like the magnet, so you can wrap it around something and it holds in place. So we have a big uh, wine glass right above our, our wine bottle, right above our uh, Christmas stockings. And that little theme character is hanging on to the wine bottle above our, our Christmas stockings. I did not know that. The more you <laughs> learn here on the Still Real Talk show, it's fiend on the scene. Um, yeah, I believe that's what it's called. I mean, I don't know else what, what else rhymes with it, but I, I'm pretty sure that's what WWE It's like a has. fiend elf on a shelf. Yeah, exactly. I'll have to like quickly Google this while we're uh, while we're talking. <laughs> Holy crap! There was one. Meet yeah. fiend on the scene. Yeah, it's it's in and it's instead of elf on the shelf with the way our family is and oh you know my god yes that's this was a WWE thing. Yeah, and and my you know with Sammy being around me in the pro wrestling business and and the wife doing her crazy face paint like Fiend was Sammy's Fiend and Bray Wyatt was Sammy's favorite guy and that's why we miss him because every now and then I have to like pull up the YouTube videos of Firefly Funhouse just so Sammy can you know reminisce about the good old days of wow. being three so you know wow the more you learn here on SRTU uh, moving along here my next Christmas wish is uh, I hope Roman Reigns sticks around with WWE for a little while longer before beginning his probable acting career um, I have been a huge fan of Roman Reigns since he returned back in SummerSlam 2020 
I really enjoy this character. It's been very entertaining. And to me, this has pushed Roman Reigns in that upper echelon of of top stars in WWE history. I, th- I think he has just – he's in a category of his own. I think he's in his prime right now, and it's so much fun to watch. And I often think about, like, primes that have been taken away from us over the years. Like, Cena was kind of in his prime when he left for movies. He was finally being respected by the fan base for his in-ring work, his feud with AJ Styles, and he leaves. Rock definitely left in his prime. Uh, Austin left in his prime due to injury. And I think Reigns is in his prime right now, and I don't want to see that end out to Trey. So, uh, dear Santa, I hope Roman Reigns sticks around with WWE for a little while longer and does not begin that acting career right now. You know, I remember us doing a show. God, it's been probably nine years ago when when The Shield first came on the scene. And we sat here, and it was a roundtable. And we discussed the, the the three members of the shield, Moxley, Rollins, and Reigns. I don't think any of us would have pictured Roman Reigns potentially becoming an action movie star uh, and following in the footsteps of you know his cousin The Rock. But we're on the precipice of that. Like it's it's not a crazy thought uh, as we end 2021 that Roman could leave. And you're right. Like what he's done. Uh, since his return has been incredible and he's been on this great run and it's, it's catapulted into next level stardom. Um, so yeah, I don't like, I'm with you. I don't want it to end. I, I think it's the run he's been on right now is incredible. It's amazing to think that the two guy when he came back, he defeated Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt to the fiend to win the title. And those two guys are no longer part of the company as well. So, um, uh, Roman Roman's on a whole different level right now. I think it's, it, it, when you watch WWE, it's like there's everybody else, and then Roman's up on this next level platform. And it's just fun to watch guys try to reach that, and then him to knock him back down. So uh, the storylines, everything that's been done since his return has been, you know, I don't want to say flawless, but it's because there's still the Finn Balor falling off the top shelf thing or top rope that we never really got a clarity on that. But everything else has been fantastic, so I, I don't want this run to end. Yeah, I know you don't like the guillotine as the finisher, but it's it it's at so its bad. bumps, but not many bumps. <laughs> it's so bad because seeing a grown man 280 pounds wrap his legs around another grown man who's 280 pounds is so awkward to watch. And put him in a headlock. Yeah. So outside right. of that, it's great. Yeah, no, he's he's this is his prime, so please don't leave yet for Roman Reigns. Uh, Dr. Trey, your next Christmas wish, my friend. So I, I'm going to put this one out there, and I'm sure it's still on most people's Christmas. Like most diehard wrestling fans have this, and you and I have talked about it on the show for years. But this year, Santa for my Christmas wish, I really, really want to see Cesaro win a like win a WWE championship. I just think this guy is so deserving. He's so talented, and he's one of the nicest guys in the world. He's one of the best in ring competitors. If if you listen to Up Up Down Down whenever he's on there, he's so funny and so entertaining and so engaging that in, in a world where certain people get pushed to the top and get a title run and it might be brief for two months or three months and then they're right back down at the bottom, he just comes to work every day. He does whatever the company asks him to do and he never really complains and he's he's the workman you know he's the workhorse of WWE like he's. Yeah, we need you in a tag team. Great. We need you in a singles run. Great. We need you to challenge Roman. Great. We need you to put over Rich Holland. Great. doesn't matter what they ask if the man goes out there and performs his duty every single week. I don't remember a time in which he's been injured and had to be off the shelf for a long time. Like, the man is the, 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 the package that you want and a champion. And for WWE to never push him to the max, other than that brief run with Roman Reigns last year, it, it, it's saddening. So Santa, if you're out there, I know, I don't know if you go to Switzerland. I don't know if you, you engage in Christmas wish uh, for foreigners outside of America, but damn it, we need Cesaro to become a WWE champion or universal champion at some point before his run in WWE ends. Dr. Trey, that's a good one. I, I think the only time I can remember him being injured is that like crazy moment where his, he jumped and hit his teeth on the ring post. Yeah. And they made a T-shirt out of it. They did, and and his and he kept wrestling. I think he wrestled yeah. beyond that. Maybe he was out for a little bit, but you know he had his moment this past year finally to be in the feud. And we have always been big fans of Cesaro. I've always felt like he could be a guy, healer, babyface that can be a top star. Um, 
And he got that opportunity. And unfortunately, it didn't continue on this year in 2021. And I would love to see him get a WWE championship. He's probably like, I guess if you look at the list of people who never have won a world championship that we would want to see as world champions, I, I would say Cesaro in WWE and maybe like Miro in AEW from my personal perspective. Yeah, I'm just in my head. I was thinking about earlier. I was like, to me, he's the modern day Kurt Henning, Mister Perfect. Wow, good point. Yeah, you know, just a fantastic wrestler can do everything that you want to do, and then just never gets that moment. I mean, there's other guys we've talked about in the history, like you know, Piper never got a world title run. Jake the Snake got never, got, but those are different kind of guys. Those were more characters who could talk. But I don't think in ring work wise, we put those guys on the level of of Kurt Henning. To me, Cesaro's on that level of Kurt Henning, athletically, in-ring technician, and everything else, um, that's to me, that's why it's, it's kind of a shame when you look back at those guys' careers. I don't want Cesaro to, to land in that where, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda, if he's been the top guy. That's a great wish. Hopefully Santa delivers that in 2022, because I think there is some room and flexibility to make that happen, and he certainly deserves it. Um, my final Christmas wish for wrestling in 2022 is I really would love to see AEW challenge WWE like WCW did in the late 90s. I know in their own minds and it's in the f- minds of some fans that AEW is already doing that. But when you look at the viewership, it's it's not uh, in that position right now. Like uh, AEW is still um, you know waving around of just below a million or a little over a million viewers. And they're on TNT right now. They'll be moving to TBS soon, which is a big network. And it's, it's not where WWE raw even is for on the USA network. And I know they tout the 18 to 42 age group or demo, whatever, but that seems so silly at times. Uh, Rampage has had very low viewership Uh, minutes after SmackDown ends on Fox. I know Fox is different than obviously, TNT, but again, it's on TNT for an hour. And if wrestling fans are watching SmackDown until the very end, like how are they not changing the channel to go watch AW Rampage? So while it feels like from an from the hardcore fan base that AW is really challenging WWE, uh, I want them to challenge them on the mainstream side as well, so that we get those types of wrestling promotion wars where the, the people that benefit the most are the fans and it pushes each organization to be, be to be better. And I think AEW has pushed a WWE to be better at points, but not collectively from start to finish like WCW did back in the late nineties. So I really want to see AEW challenge WWE like WCW did in the late nineties. And that may be a hard pill to swallow for some wrestling fans out there. Like I said before, maybe you feel like they already are, but when you really look at the numbers, Unfortunately, they're not to the degree of WCW was back in the late 90s. Yeah, I mean, it's a solid wish. I mean, we all like competition. Competition bring, uh, breeds innovation. Uh, and we saw that during the pandemic when everybody was doing the empty arena shows and, you know, AEW's camera angles and lighting changed what WWE was doing because we were, they're all just trying to figure it out. Um, you know, but when you look at it from a global scale, like I literally just mentioned a fiend on the scene, you know, like you can go almost into any kind of uh, department store retail outlet and, you know, that you know involves kids or something and find a WWE calendar, a WWE poster, you know, action figures, all that stuff. AEW's not on that level yet. You walk into Walmart, they always have W clothes for kids. AEW's not there yet. It reminds me of that college football team that gets on a run and they scream out, we want Bama, we want Bama. Then Bama rolls into town and beats them by 40. Uh, it, it just kind of reminds me of that. Um, then a little bit of the ECW stuff for back in the day when they were like, we're better than WWE. And then you put them on the same scale with WWE, like in the same ring. And you're like, yeah, they're not quite there yet. You know, they're still a company that's still learning to walk before they can run. And I, I, I like the pace that they're taking it and trying stuff out. And I don't want them to be the, the toddler that runs down the ramp and, and out, out through the yard, but then ends up in traffic. You know, it's like, keep, keep the pace they're going. They're on the right track. Just, you know, don't, don't push it too fast and you end up blowing yourself up. All right, Dr. Trey, what is your next Christmas wish? My next Christmas wish is Cody Rhodes. I, I, I just hope Santa can hear me and listen 
I really want Cody Rhodes to figure out who Cody Rhodes is. Um, as I've watched Impacts over, or excuse me, as I've watched Dynamite over the last year, Cody seems lost. Like he doesn't know where he wants the character to go. One minute he's doing TV shows, one minute he's doing reality shows, one minute he's running headfirst into the wall and busting himself open for no apparent reason. Then he's putting himself through flaming tables. And then one minute he's teasing he's going to turn heel. And then Arn Anderson threatens to shoot him. You know, and, and he's all over the place. And you go back to that time right before AEW launched, and Cody was so focused. And his his eyesight was, was on the prize that he wanted to get to. And I almost feel like, you know, going back to the beginning of AEW when he was with Jericho and losing that match where he could never challenge for the championship ever again has kind of, you know, pigeonholed him in a sense. Like he has to do something to get himself over with the crowd, but it just seems so all over the place. And this was, I mean, he's been the driving force behind AEW, but in ring Cody just seems lost at times. And, and we don't, we don't know where he's going and what he's doing. And it just seems all over the place. And by God, he's, he's, he's a road. He shouldn't, he should have an idea of where he wants to do it. Just, Right now, as I, as I watch Dynamite, Cody Rhodes just seems lost uh, as far as a character-driven uh, performer. Uh, and, I, and I really hope Santa can help him sort these things out and we get the Cody that we saw you know, back when AEW was first being launched. You know, that's a great wish because um, Ro- Cody was so popular for the longest time. And then the fans started revolting on him. I think it had everything to do with the reality TV show, Dr. Trey, like that is not really acceptable from wrestling fans perspective. Uh, and and it, to me, that's just those diehard fans being corny. Cause I mean, you and I have said here, I watch Ms. and Mrs. It's one of my favorite shows to watch and it's great, but, and, and it's funny cause like we watched it and they tried to make Ms. a baby face because of how likable he was on Ms. and Mrs. And it didn't work. Like, you can separate the two and it's fine. It's just, it, you know, wrestling fan. There are, there are those pockets of wrestling fans that they go, I just want you to wrestle and that's it. So I don't, I don't, I've never had a problem with Cody doing outside stuff, whether, you know, we talk about those two, the, the go big show or, or the, the, the reality show with him and Brandy. I didn't mind when he was doing crossovers with Stephen Amell on arrow and bringing Stephen Amell into WWE. Like he, he's, he's got a great mind for how to, you know, spread the brand around, but I, I think he tries to listen to the fans and do what the fans want. But there's so many of us that we're all going to have differing opinions on what he should do, and he should just do what makes Cody Rhodes good. I mean, the the time in New Japan, the time in Ring of Honor, or when he was in, like when he was bouncing around the country, like he was the hottest act in wrestling. And it's like just just be Cody. Don't don't be what everybody else wants you to be. Just be what you want to be, and it'll work. So, who do you think Cody wants to be ultimately? I, I think there are on some level he's trying to. I don't want to say he's trying to be Triple H, but mm. you know he, he's 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 in a, he's in a weird spot. He's basically you know the, the you know the executive vice president of a wrestling company, but he still wants to be down in 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 the in the fields with the men. It's mm-hmm. that it's that one boss you have at work who's like, I can do everything you guys can do, and he jumps out the, on the fry line, and you're like, Yeah, you're not good at this. Get out of the way. You, you, you know, he, he's trying to be everyone for. Are you trying to be every man for everyone? He's trying to be the executive. He's trying to be the pop culture guy. He's still trying to be down in the pits. He just needs to find what makes him happy and run with that. Because when Cody's focused, Jeff, there there are very few wrestlers in the world better than Cody Rhodes. Yeah, it's funny that you said. I, I almost feel like Cody's not fit for AEW. Does that make sense? Well, you gotta remember, like he was brought up in a WWE world, and by a, by a guy who helped revolutionize WCW. So he's he's trying to incorporate all these different avenues in which he was raised in into a show. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I think, you know, you, you watch a Cody match and he wrestles a super indie style, but then his promos are very WWE-like. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's got all these other influences and in the people he's grown the business around. Like, he's he literally is being pulled in, like, 70 different directions right now as to what his character and who he should be in wrestling. Man, that's a great wish. That is a great wish. I like it. Cody Rhodes trying to find out who he is because I think that's a big story for him in 2022. 
Um, Dr. Trey, I have no more Christmas wishes. Did you have anything more on your list for Santa? Uh, no more releases. Like, let's yes. cut back on these releases. That's just a big one. I want to see wrestling thrive. But I don't want to yes. hear about. I don't want to hear about budget cuts anymore. Either. Yeah, uh, I'll jump on that train. No more releases, and uh, let's have a successful 2022. Like, I just want, I just want it to get back to normal as best it can, Doctor Trey. Yeah, like that that 2019 right before the pandemic yeah. era started. I thought we were doing, we were cruising right along. Wrestling was kind of booming, and you know, I mean, obviously, there's always going to be somebody gets released every now and then. But you know, across the board, what we talk about, like 80 WWE guys have been released yeah, in the last year. And a half. Like that's that's too much. And then even if those guys are released, I want to see them. You know, most of those guys were super talented and ready to break out, and we haven't really seen anybody capitalize on that i mean we did get a braun Strowman sighting at ring of honor so we did we did so yeah no more releases and let's get back to that pre-pandemic time of professional wrestling and get out of all this cloudiness that is the COVID 19 pandemic so if you have any christmas wishes that you'd like to chime in hit us up on twitter at srtu podcast or facebook facebook.com slash the still real toss show uh now is the time it's are you are you do you like this now dr trey you kind of (laughs) You usually hate when we do this, but in the recently you mentioned like okay, I'm 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 okay with this now. I've got well, I've gotten better. Okay. Well, obviously, I had gotten better at bold predictions. I think prior to this year, so it wasn't as bad because there was times where like I would go like over five on these. And but it was more the you sound like a redneck Kermit. I thought that bothered you. Yeah, yeah. That's I I, I literally so I had a, a moment a couple of weeks ago at work where. We do a lot of Zoom meetings. I'm sure you do as well. Yeah. Uh, and my boss was training with the branch out of Huntsville, Alabama. And he stopped and brought me into the office. And he was like, hey, I need you to jump on this Zoom call. And I was like, why? He goes, uh, the girl who runs the Huntsville branch and her team think you have an amazing voice and, they, and your beard. So they want to see you and hear you talk. <laughs> so if, if that's the case, I don't know if zoom calls sound similar to what we hear here uh but maybe at that point i'm like maybe my voice isn't so horrible um so i I guess that's kind of been like just a a little bit of relaxation because when i get it when i get animated and excited yes the redneck hermit comes out but i mean heck i I, i've never had a problem attracting a woman because the sound of my voice so therefore I, i guess i must be okay at this all right, well, I guess it's time to open up the vault, and we'll find out if Dr. Trey still thinks he sounds like the redneck Kermit or maybe the uh, Luther Vandross, the redneck Luther Vandross at the end of this uh, clip here. So let's open up the vault, and we'll go back to January 7th of this year, 2021, and we'll listen back to our 2021 Bold and WrestleMania 37 card predictions from the first show of the year. Let's open up that vault. All right, Dr. Trey, now is the time for our five bold predictions for 2021. Uh, This is the period of time where we uh, step out on the ledge a little bit and hope for the best and come time for uh, us listening to listening back to our predictions on December 23rd of 2021. We hope that uh, we look like geniuses and don't look stupid. So do you want to go first, or would you like me to go first? No, I'll, I'll throw one out there. I got, I got my five right here, so I'll go, go for it. Yeah, one go one through five, man. By the way, I'm still hoping for my Bray Wyatt versus The Fiend one to come true this year, maybe, that I had from last year. But number one for me, we, we heard the rumors that they, they, WWE writers, were they'd ask them, who, you know, who on the roster do you think should get a push? Uh, so this year, my number one bold prediction is Cesaro finally gets a main event push and headlines a major WWE pay-per-view in a title match. Now, depending on the draft shakeup, it will probably be on Raw, but the Swiss Superman finally gets to headline a pay-per-view with a title shot uh, against probably either Drew McIntyre on, on Raw, depending on the on the draft shakeout when it comes up. But he finally gets his uh, momentum and his push that fans have been clamoring for for five years because the guy's an incredibly talented star uh, and has been kind of wasted away in the tag team division for the last probably four years. So if you can see him, yeah, you should get that shot. I like it, Dr. Trey. I think that's a good, bold prediction to start it. Uh, I would love to see Cesaro in a world title match and getting a main event push as well. 
Um, my first bold prediction is I believe Raw will fall below 1 million viewers uh, this year. We, we saw them get to uh, about 1.5 towards the end of December, and those weren't even the holiday shows yet. I think Raw has a very hard year when it comes to viewership. So I'm going to go with below 1 million. That is not it, – it's to me, that's it's, it's bold because, you know, we're, we're talking about big drastic changes to WWE – uh, because they're going to give them what the fans they're going to get the fans what they want, which is what they said like two years ago, and still haven't got. So uh, I like it because given the state of wrestling and given the state of WWE television and giving all the viewing options and ways of viewing, I, I could totally see that happening. All right, Doctor Trey, your number two bold prediction. Go for it. So my number two bold prediction is Lana wins the Raw Women's Championship, uh, and then by the end of the year, leaves WWE and joins Rusev and AEW to feud with Cody and Brandy. Um, it is not easy to be a married couple and be on two completely different schedules. Um, it is not easy to be somebody that they, every time they seem to give a push, they take it away from her. Um, I think they will, you know, I think Vince sees a lot of potential in Lana. Her wrestling, you and I have talked about her wrestling has dramatically improved over the last you know, three to four months. But it just feels like every time she kind of gets that momentum going, they yank it out from underneath her. And I think her frustration will grow up. She'll throw a temper tantrum and WWE will probably be like, you know what, we're just, we just had enough of it. Uh, let her go. And then she will join her husband at AEW to start a feud with Cody and Brink. I like it. I think that's something you certainly can see. Uh, I'm not sure how Baby Rhodes will play into this, Dr. Trey. But uh-huh. I, I would assume by the end of the year, Brandy should be back in the ring if she's pregnant now. If she, if not her, then Rusev turns on Kip Sabian and they feud with Kip and Penelope. Oh, I like it. Good twist. Real good twist. I could totally see Lana joining her husband in AEW. Uh, sticking with AEW, my number two bold prediction is that Kenny Omega will not lose the AEW championship in 2021. Wow. Now, that's impressive because you consider the amount of talent on that roster – uh, trying to elevate other stars as well, and Omega goes a full calendar year with the belt. That's a very bold thought, Jeff. Uh, I think this is the uh, this is the year of Kenny. I think this is his opportunity finally in the United States for people who didn't watch him in New Japan finally get on board the Kenny Omega train. He was the uh, the cash cow. He was the golden goose when they started AEW, and I think it's uh, it's time for him to be the face of the company moving forward. Uh, no, Doctor Trey. Yes. I'm asking you a question, a follow up question to that one. Do you think he will get any uh, backlash from being an executive vice president and holding the title belt that long? No, no, I don't. I think uh, fans give those those dudes a pass. <laughs> I don't. We don't. Yeah, if, we if, don't. You're on, if you're on the independent re- independent scene and you have a booker who wins the world title and never loses the belt, yeah, you remember that stuff. Uh, number three, Doctor Trey. What is your bold prediction for 2021? So my number three one is uh, Daniel Bryan leaves WWE, uh, goes on his independent wrestling journey to kind of wrap up his career. We'll see him pop up in New Japan. We'll see him pop up in Ring of Honor. Uh, But he gets to go out and and basically kind of wrestle the schedule he wants to wrestle, similar to what Cody did when Cody left WWE. Just make his list, check people off, go to New Japan, wrestle Jay White, go to, you know, Ring of Honor and have some, you know, some matches going to help elevate Ring of Honor. Uh, and then, you know, that's, that's where he, that's how he ends his 2021. And then as he wraps up his career, probably in 2022, 2023. See, it's funny because I just saw an interview with Daniel Bryan and he said that he is starting the process of transitioning to a part-time star with WWE. You think still, uh, his time in world wrestling entertainment is, uh, is done. I, I think with given his stature and I mean, he's been doing a lot of producing and helping with the writing staff, uh, but guys like him always have that itch. They want that one last run. Um, and with the amount of talent floating around the independence and, and, you know, in, in Japan and everywhere else we talked about, I, I think he'll still have the itch to kind of get out there and do what he wants to do at least one last time. Because he's, he's got, you know, two kids, two kids, two kids, yeah, now. Two. So yep. he's got two kids now, you know, let the girls kind of see what he can, what dad can actually get out and do. You know, get some uh, get some good film in videos. So when you know when the girls get older, they can show their kids. He's also got a he's got a son, Dr. Trey. Is it a boy? I didn't know. I I honestly did not know if they they had a boy. Yeah, he had a boy. So Uh, the boy's name is Buddy, I believe. No, so you got Buddy and Birdie. Uh, is it? I'd have to look. Actually, I think I I got that wrong. 
<laughs> we, see, this is the thing. We, I have not watched uh, the uh, the Bella show in quite a. I've not watched Total Bellas in like a couple of years. I've lost track. <laughs> you know? uh, of course, I jumped to immediately jumped to Wikipedia. Uh, they just have a boy. It just says a boy on his Wikipedia page. I thought it was Buddy for some reason. I may be wrong. <laughs> but it is Bertie. The daughter's name is Bertie Joe, right? Yes, it is. Okay, so you got, I mean, Bertie and Buddy, you know, and if you have the wrestling last name, Brian, so Bertie and Buddy, Brian, that's a lot of Bs. All right, yeah. but yeah, I I, I mean, we, especially like, okay, so that actually, to me, increases it because I know how I am when, when Sammy was born. I wanted to be able to do some stuff that when I pass on, Sammy could see what I was able to do in a ring. Now, obviously I'm not a wrestler. I'm not on Dana Bryan's level, but still, you know, the microphone talks, you know, the promos, all that stuff. I wanted footage for him to really hang on to. And Dana Bryan getting out there and testing his medal against guys, 20 years younger, putting on some great matches for buddy, AKA baby Brian, uh, to, to view later on his career. I think that, that that's going to be part of his fire. I love that. Dr. Trey wants, uh, stuff, for his son to see later in life, and uh, he's doing a podcast on a diaper. I, I guess, I guess that's memorable, right, Bud? Well, I mean, Sammy jumps in on the podcast, so when usually when he pops around, I want to make him feel comfortable. So, I mean, I'm just kind of dressed like he is. Do we do we have any uh, like? Does he have a, a bold prediction? By the way, he did predict that Nia Jax was going to win. Uh, what was it? A Drew McIntyre Randy Orton match. Yeah, yeah, and that one didn't go off so well. But uh, now I think he's good right now. I think we're just. Uh, I think when next year's bowl prediction shows come around, he's a little bit more talkative. Um, you know, he'll be on board with it. But right now, he's just happy to see either a women's match or the fiend. So right. if any of those things come up, he'll be happy. I can't wait for the ability to start interviewing Sammy here on the podcast. Uh, my number three bold prediction is that uh, I said last year CM Punk will not wrestle in a WWE ring. I say CM Punk does wrestle in a WWE ring this year. I feel like this is one of those areas that we try to avoid uh, and, and never bring up CM Punk and John Cena turning heel. But I think this is the year, Dr. Trey. There's some rumblings that I'm hearing. Maybe CM Punk, cover guy for WWE 2K22. I think CM Punk is back in WWE and wrestling by the end of this year. Um. Not surprising because I think he's actually on my WrestleMania card. So we'll see how it goes. Ooh, all right. Let's get to number four, Dr. Ray. Your number four bold prediction. So my number four one is AEW taking something tragic and, and, and trying to adjust it to still make it work. So my number four, uh, number four bold prediction is, uh, you know, with the passing of Brody Lee, the Dark Order will need a new leader. And I am predicting that Lance Archer and Jake Roberts become the new leaders of the Dark Order uh, going forward in 2021. Um, seeing Jake Roberts kind of take on the uh, Kevin Sullivan taskmaster role from the Dungeon of Doom. Uh, you know, maybe one of the best. He's still one of the best promo guys in, in wrestling, uh, having the monster Lance Archer who right now doesn't really have anything to do. Like he's kind of all over the map. I think this would be a great jumping off point to kind of reinvigorate the dark order after Brody Lee's passing and kind of once again, maybe give them a little bit darker, more evil edge to them as, as they go through 2021. Do you feel like the whole Jake Roberts and Lance Archer thing it had a ton of momentum, ton of poise to be really, really good. And I feel like it towards the end of 2020, even though he's involved with, with Kingston and Pac and Death Triangle and Eddie Kingston's family, I just feel like there's something missing there with Lance Archer and Jake Roberts that they really haven't uh, been able to to really get their finger on and, and capitalize on. Yeah, once again, the, the, you know, there are parts of AEW's booking that I will always give them crap for, and, and they do the whole let the fans decide who's a heel and who's a face type thing. And I, I guess, you know, because fans love Jake Roberts, you know, Lance Archer is kind of almost by default lumped in as a baby face at times, but it doesn't fit his character. I think, you know, like he, that, that stuff with Moxley was going really well. The stuff with, you know, uh, uh, Jurassic express, I thought was well done. I mean, how many times did he toss Marco stunt five rows into the crowd? Um, but then it's like, you get to a point where you're like, okay, what do we do with him? Because we don't have a ton of top baby faces and, we have a ton of heels in AEW and it's just trying to figure out where to actually get an investment out of him. Uh, you know, recouping some of that investment at least. Um, 
so I think, you know, maybe, you know, having him slide over into the Brody Lee, the Brody Lee role makes a lot of sense, especially with a guy like Jake Roberts, who can kind of cut the promos and he's always had that kind of cult sounding promo to him. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, my number four bold prediction kind of spoils my WrestleMania 37 car predictions, but let's get at it anyway. Uh, Big E wins the Royal Rumble and WWE Championship at WrestleMania 37. So I'm going with Big E winning the Rumble match and becoming WWE Champion at WrestleMania this year, Dr. Trey. I, I like it. Uh, I've actually had that, those thoughts myself. Um, so, I mean, at one point, that was my main event for, for the SmackDown side, but I, I've actually changed it a little bit up. But if it happens, it wouldn't surprise me because we had Kofi Mania. Why not have Biggie Mania? I, I, I'd be on board with that as well. I love Biggie. He's great. All right, let's get to our fifth and final bold prediction, Dr. Trey, and then we'll get to our WrestleMania 37 car predictions and close up shop on the first show of the year. My fifth and final bold prediction is, is my boldest one yet uh, for, for this episode, at least, and maybe my boldest one in the last couple of years. But uh, AEW buys Impact Wrestling, uh, and Impact Wrestling becomes their version of NXT. It becomes kind of their farm system for talents that are being underutilized. It becomes their developmental area. Um, they have a working relationship in place. I believe Don Callis will actually, you know, kind of move over into AEW and take on the role of, you know, uh, maybe not like the, the, the business organizer kind of role in, in like the triple H role that he, you know, he has in WWE or Don Callis is in charge of that. But, um, you know, access spent a lot of money to buy impact. I don't know if they're getting the full return on their investments and if they can kind of farm out that cost, but maintain the, the agreements for broadcasting a or impact wrestling. And then also get the tie in from AEW, which will be growing. Uh, I think it's a good move for both companies. Uh, so AEW buys impact wrestling towards the end of 2021. I love that our fifth and final bold prediction contradicts one another. So my fifth and final bold <laughs> prediction is that Impact Wrestling will be the wrestling promotion of the year, which I guess if you take Dr. Trey's uh, bold prediction, you could spin it and be like, well, it could still be under the AW banner, umbrella, and and be the promotion of the year. Uh, I did not think like Dr. Trey did there. I think that's very, very bold, uh, obviously, and that's what we'd like to see here in the bold predictions for 2021. But uh, I have Impact Wrestling being the wrestling promotion of the year. I, I, I very, very much have enjoyed Impact Wrestling programming, and I think it carries forward. I think they're able to resign a lot of these top stars so that AEW and WWE cannot poach them. And I think they keep the band together and do some very special things in Impact Wrestling in 2021. Uh, Dr. Trey, those are our five bold predictions uh, that each of us here uh, your thoughts before we get to our WrestleMania 37 card predictions. And I guess more importantly for longtime fans of the show, uh, where's Apollo Crews? Uh, once again, I, like I was really trying to find a spot for him. And I, my, I guess my sixth bowl prediction was going to be Apollo got released by WWE this year. But, uh, I mean, he, he really hasn't been utilized, uh, since his view with the hurt business. Uh, I, I, I kind of feel bad leaving him out, but I really have no idea what they're going to do with Apollo Crews going forward. I mean, he, he, he might get that return to NXT, much like Finn Balor and Ember Moon have. So who knows? All right, there you go. Our five bold predictions. Feel free to chime in at SRTU Podcast with your thoughts. And now it's time to go through our WrestleMania 37 card predictions. Dr. Trey, would you like to kick it off? Uh, sure, I'll do uh, my... I think I have like 13, uh, 13 or 14 matches here, so... Yeah, go through uh, the card, bud. On the Raw side, I have... Uh, Lana versus Oscar. This is where Lana wins the Raw Championship. Uh, Charlotte and teaming up with Becky to take on Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. I have the Hardy Bros uh, versus Mustafa Ali and the turning heel Ricochet. AJ Styles versus The Fiend. Uh, the Hurt Business versus The New Day. Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee. And Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar for the uh, WWE Championship. Uh, on the SmackDown side, I have uh, Bailey taking on Raina Ripley, uh, Sasha defending the Women's Championship against Bianca Belair, uh, Street Profits against Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio for the SmackDown tag titles, uh, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens just because I love those two and they can feud forever and I'll be happy with it. Um, I have Seth Rollins taking on CM Punk. Uh, in his return, and then uh, I actually did change it back. I have Roman Reigns versus Big E for the uh, SmackDown title. 
thought you were going to say Roman Reigns versus Apollo Crews for the SmackDown title. Uh, Universal Crews. Championship. I did almost go Goldberg, but Oof. I did consciousness cannot put Goldberg on my God, WrestleMania. That would be such a mistake by WWE. All right, my WrestleMania 37 card, I have... 16 matches, so let's get to it. One, I've got Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Royal Rumble winner Big E. I have Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship against Keith Lee. I have Sasha Banks defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Royal Rumble winner Bianca Belair. I have Asuka defending the Raw Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. I have Becky Lynch taking on Ronda Rousey. Randy Orton versus Edge. The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus AJ Styles. Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins. Sami Zayn defending the Intercontinental Championship against Kevin Owens. The Street Profits defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championship against the Usos. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship against the Bella Twins. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Lars Sullivan. Bobby Lashley defending the WWE United States Championship against Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy. Otis versus Chad Gable. And the New Day defending the Raw Tag Team Championship against the Hurt Business and Miz and Morrison in a triple threat ladder match. Uh, and then finally, my last match here is Rey Mysterio versus Murphy. If Murphy wins, he can marry Aaliyah Mysterio. Uh, so those are my <laughs> – I knew I could get you to pop on that one. Those are my yeah. 16 uh, WrestleMania matches. We had some similar ones in there, Dr. Trey. Yeah, and, and actually I missed I, – I had Randy against Edge as well, so I, I left that one off there. But, yeah, I mean it does show you like how much talent is on the roster. It's just really trying to find homes for everybody because – I mean, obviously, I left Miz and Morrison off the card because I just didn't know where to fit him in. Uh, like, you know, I don't have Cesaro Nakamura on the on the card. It's just trying to figure out where to fit him in. So there's a ton of talent. It really comes down to just finding the right spots for guys to be successful and, and go forward. But uh, AJ Styles versus The Fiend is, is actually the, my sleeper match that I'm really looking forward to seeing if that actually comes to fruition. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what do you do with Bray Wyatt, and I think that's what you do. You put him in the ring with AJ Styles, and you get some great fun. All right, we are back here on the uh, the live show, back into uh, December 23rd of 2021, no longer in January 7th, 2021. I guess before we recap, Dr. Trey, did you think that you sounded like the redneck Kermit? Yeah, I still did that. No, I was completely wrong. Like, I still sound horrible. I don't know what it is. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. but, well, we tried. Yeah, I, did, I do want to say, I, I do like that SRTU can kind of go multiverse time traveling. That here at one time we just went to January of 2021 and now we're back to December. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I wish I wish in back in January of this year I would know how the year went. Uh, maybe like a couple stocks, a little insider trading, anything like that. Uh, hopefully the FBI is not listening, but they probably are. They're huge fans of the shows. Uh, let's recap here. My bold predictions. I went 0 for 5 from my standpoint, Dr. Trey. Raw will fall below 1 million viewers. That didn't happen. Kenny Omega will not lose the AW Championship in 2021. That didn't happen. CM Punk will wrestle in a WWE ring. That didn't happen. Big E wins the Royal Rumble match in WWE Universal Championship WrestleMania 37. That didn't happen. Impact Wrestling will be the wrestling promotion of the year. That didn't happen. In fact, I've stopped watching Impact Wrestling. So uh, I went 0 for 5. And from my, my vantage point, Dr. Trey. Well, I mean, Big E did become a world champion, so you, you got the, a little bit about the Big E, but I think you and I were at that point were both kind of on the Big E winning the Rumble train. Um, and CM Punk did get in the wrestling ring, it just was the wrong, you had, you had the wrong company. So I, uh, I did. There you I go. did. I did. I, uh, I got you down here uh, two out of five from my vantage point. Uh, Cesaro finally gets a main event push and headlines a pay per view in a world title match. That did happen. Lana wins the Raw Women's Championship, leaves WWE at the end of the year, and joins Miro and AEW to feud with Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes. Uh, that didn't happen. Daniel Bryan leaves WWE and goes on to wrestle a schedule he wants to do. You had said ROH Indies, New Japan. I, I gave that as a, as, a, as it did happen because he did leave WWE and is working on a wrestling schedule he wants to do. Uh, Lance Archer and Jake the Snake Roberts lead the Dark Order in AEW. That didn't happen. AW buys Impact Wrestling, and Impact becomes the farm system for AW like NXT does for WWE. That didn't happen. So I gave you two out of five, Dr. Trey, which is very, very good. Yeah, I, I appreciate the the little bit of hedging the your bet on uh, Brian Danielson. Um, yeah, just that Impact thing with 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 uh, AEW that that might be the most disappointing thing I've seen all year. Yeah, I think we you know this was right around Winter is Coming when when Kenny Omega and Don Callis went over to Impact Wrestling, so we had high hopes for that, and really didn't happen. Yeah. No. Um, 
Darn. No, it was Bum. it was unfortunate. But uh, I got 13 matches here from Dr. Trey, WrestleMania 37 card predictions. I have two of them that happened, the rest that didn't. Oscar versus Lana, Lana for the Raw Women's Championship didn't happen. Charlotte and Becky uh, Lynch taking on Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler didn't happen. The Hardy Bros, Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle versus Retribution, Mustafa Ali, and you had Ricochet joining the group. That didn't happen. AJ Styles versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt didn't happen. Her Business versus The New Day didn't happen. Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee didn't happen. Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship didn't happen. Bailey versus Rhea Ripley didn't happen. Sasha Banks defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Bianca Belair did happen. Street Profits defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championship against Rey and Dominic Mysterio did not happen. Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens did happen. Seth Rollins versus CM Punk did not happen. Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Big E did not happen. So I, I gave you two out of 13 here, Dr. Ray, which is pretty good. Yeah, I, I still think my card's better than what W came up with. Last. I mean, WrestleMania was good. I think my card was better. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think that would have been a much better card, to be honest with you. I, I, it's WWE's not listening to us, Dr. Trey, clearly. No, I mean, we the, the, the people that loved us have... have either moved on or passed on. So we're, we're, we're kind of out on, we're out on the Island by ourselves again. Now the Island of relevancy, uh, my WrestleMania 37 car predictions. I had 15 matches. I gave myself uh, two out of the 15 Roman reigns, defending the universal championship against Royal rumble winner. Biggie did not happen. Drew McIntyre defending the WWE championship against Keith Lee did not happen. Sasha Banks defending the SmackDown championship against Royal rumble winner. Bianca Belair did happen. Oscar defending the Raw Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair did not happen. Becky Lynch taking on Ronda Rousey didn't happen. Randy Orton versus Edge didn't happen. Fiend Bray Wyatt taking on AJ Styles didn't happen. Daniel Bryan's versus Seth Rollins didn't happen. Sami Zayn defending the Intercontinental Championship against Kevin Owens did happen, but it wasn't just for the it wasn't for the Intercontinental Championship. So I gave myself yeah. an okay on that one. I think Sami was IC champ at the time. Um, Street Profits defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championship against the Usos didn't happen. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending the Women's champ- Tag Team Championship against the Bella Twins didn't happen. Braun Strowman versus Lars Sullivan did not happen. Bobby Lashley defending the United States Championship against Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy didn't happen. Otis versus Chad Gable didn't happen. New Day defending the Raw Tag Team Championship against the Hurt Business and Miz and Morrison in a triple threat ladder match didn't happen. And Rey Mysterio versus Murphy, where if Murphy wins, he can marry Aaliyah Mysterio, did not happen. So I gave myself two out of 15, Dr. Trey. Yeah, and this, you know, the crazy thing is, if you go back and look at our cards there, how many people are no longer in WWE? Oof. Like, that's just a year ago. Like, not even, not 11 months. I mean, it's crazy to see how much their landscape has changed. And, you know, once again, uh, your card would have been great. And I'm still disappointed that Buddy Murphy didn't get to marry Elite yet. So. Yeah, I know. I like that storyline. That seemed to be a good storyline. So, same with, the, like, Randy Orton and, and The Fiend when we were talking about that earlier. But... I guess WWE failed to go in a different direction. So there we are listening back to our bold predictions from last year and our WrestleMania 37 car predictions as well. Uh, with that said, that'll do it for this week's edition of the show. You can download the show every Thursday at thebowershow.com, WrestleChatNet on Twitter, and the Star Realtor Show iTunes feed. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help us the charts on iTunes. You can follow us individually on Twitter for myself at SRTU Jeff and for Dr. Trey Franklin at the Dr. Trey. And of course, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at SRTU Podcast. With that being said, what is going on in the wonderful world of Dr. Trey Franklin this week? Well, like Jeff said, you can find me on Twitter at the Dr. Trey. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Dr. Trey Franklin. Uh, when you're on Facebook, check out Rocket City Championship Wrestling. Uh, as we just had our five-year anniversary show a couple weeks ago, we just had a big show this past Saturday, December 18th. As we head towards the Rocket City Rumble coming up the first part of January. And then also Wrestling Con 5 coming up uh, this May. Uh, as we're getting closer and closer to announcing some of the stars that will be a part of uh, Wrestling Con 5. So if you're in the Alabama area or just want to make a trip, you come see me. Uh, Wrestling Con 5 is the best time to do it, folks. So uh, be sure to check out the Facebook page for all your tickets and advanced purchases for that. So go support all those great things and support the Still Realta show. And uh, once again, just here to recap our holiday programming schedule. Next week on the 30th, the last show of 2021. It's the 2021 SRT Award Show Special, and we'll also preview and predict WWE Day 1 pay-per-view that'll be airing that Saturday. Uh, then on the 6th of January, it's our 2022 Wrestling Preview Show, WrestleMania 38 card, and 2022 Bold Predictions. And also we'll recap review WWE Day 1 pay-per-view on the 6th of January. Then we'll be heading right into the road to WrestleMania 38 as we prefer, prepare you for the 2022 
Royal Rumble. Um, so with that said, for those that celebrate, Merry Christmas to you and your families. Uh, Merry Christmas to Dr. Trey and his family once again. Um, and until next week, for Dr. Trey Franklin, I'm Jeff Peck. This is the Story of Our Show. So towing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most wonderful time. Oh, the most wonderful time of the year. Hey, it's John. You want to look and feel your very best? Visit the team at Cool Contours. They are the number one cool sculpting provider in Virginia. Their award-winning team of certified cool sculpting elite and cool tone specialists work with you to create a fully customized treatment plan to achieve your dream body. Learn more at cool-contours.com. That's cool-contours.com. As ranked by Allergen in June 2021, cool sculpting leaves FDA clear to treat visible fat bulges in nine areas of the body. Some common side effects include temporary numbness, discomfort, and swelling. Whatever you're funny, Peacock's got it exclusively. Stream classic sitcoms like The Office, Parks and Recreation, and Two and a Half Men. Plus, catch Peacock original comedies like AP Bio and Say by the Bell. For all your exclusive comedy faves, go to PeacockTV.com and get started.